Hello and welcome to another episode of Chat with Nat. I am excited. I have been watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Today I'm going to be covering what I think is the best season so far. I started from season two, but season two was so chaotic. I loved every second of it, but it was to the point it was so bad that Danielle got on my nerves that I kind of like Towards the end, I was kind of glad that it was over. Um, I was so glad. And, you know, she didn't pick up for season three. And I probably think that they couldn't keep her and also keep the other ladies. Because she caused so much wrath. And also, um, we learned in the reunion that it had come out with this, that she had come out with the sex tape. And so, yeah, it seemed like it came from a third party. She said that it didn't, but... Uh, Jacqueline had said that she had seen some of it during the reunion and that she did think that it was from a third party. So I think that the network could not keep her and also keep the other women going. And I feel like Danielle didn't have the same image as the other ladies because in the scenes and stuff, she clearly states like that she, you know, she had the, the nice house, she had the nice car, but she was very open about her situation and saying like she couldn't, she wasn't going to renovate the house and that, you know, she wanted her ex-husband to do that because she didn't have the money. And her daughter, Christine's 16th birthday, she had said everything was for charity. I never paid for anything except the busing to go there and the security. So I think that overall, I'm really glad that she was released. I do feel like season three was much better without her, even though there was more drama to come. So let's just start off. We have Caroline, Jacqueline, Dina, Teresa, and Danielle. Caroline and Dina are sisters. Jacqueline is their sister-in-law because Jacqueline is married to Caroline and Dina's brother. Teresa is a friend and Danielle is obviously a friend. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised about this season as I was beginning to watch, I had watched Atlanta and um, I've watched Atlanta, Orange County. I've rewatched both of those. So New Jersey is the third franchise that I've watched. Um, this is the third franchise. And actually, I was pleasantly surprised about how much the kids were involved. I think compared to other franchises, these kids were younger during this time. And so you know, whenever you have younger kids, they depend on you more. And so they need you a lot more. They included the kids about what was going on in their lives and how much not really on screen camera, like on screen time that they got. But it really was nice to view these women as not just housewives, but also moms and understand the struggles. And, um, you know, Caroline, she has three kids. They're all older, but we learn about, um, her daughter, Lauren, who is dating her brother's best friend, they ended up still being together. Um, we learn about Albie, who has a disability, a reading disability, learning disability um, that deals with reading. And he ends up, you know, not doing well in law school. And, he, you know, they deal with the fact of, like, um, he, they don't want him to return, but he needs a letter to ensure that he can go to another school that recommends him. So I really thought that that was good. I really liked Car uh, Caroline's parenting. 
Um, they also talk about the ham game, which is so interesting. I love that her kids are older because it's so interesting to watch her navigate older kids. But then we also have the teenagers from Danielle and Jacqueline. But then we also have young, young kids, you know, um, we also have younger kids like with Teresa. So it's, it's a whole mix and you get to be a part of everybody's life. So I really like that. Dina doesn't, Dina ends up leaving mid-season. I really liked her, but she didn't really bring much to the show as in the fact of she was kind of boring. She was very pretty though. Um, and she just, she didn't really have much of a storyline other than the fact that like she believed in like Zen and stuff. I, um, I just really love, I, I didn't like Dina for the fact of the show, but I liked her as in she was pretty and she was pleasing, like aesthetically pleasing to look at, but she didn't really give much to the show from my understanding. Now, keep in mind, I did not watch season one, so I do not know what happened in season one. I'm just kind of jumping into season two. I started watching season one, but I didn't really like it that much. And I always just think season two is so much more interesting because, you know, they're kind of like over the hump of season one. So in the first episode, um, of course, we pop off with Danielle. She is so interesting. She is the havoc of all the season, like, okay, so she goes to get a pedicure. She tells her pedicurist or her nail salon lady that she's struggling to pay her bills, and maybe that could be why she wasn't invited to Caroline's functions. Um, later on in the show, she decides that she's going to get her daughters, and they're going to drop by Caroline's house. Uh, honestly, I feel – you could feel so uncomfortable with Danielle's – daughters the whole season like the whole time that she's driving there her daughters are saying like please don't do this this is not like what we're trying to do this is not the right direction and they're 16 and 12 and it's just like or 15 and it's just kind of like so embarrassing for them to have to like handle adult problems like I feel like and also I was reading on reddit that people it was so crazy that the cast handled the the producers handled it handled it so well because Danielle never filmed with them. She was always filming with her daughters or Danny or Kim G. Like they, there was so much split and division, but in the show, you couldn't really see it. So I think that because of that division, Danielle had to depend on a lot on her daughters to discuss things that were going on. And they were so uncomfortable. So they show up, um, you know, she's, She's deciding, like, I'm not going to go. Her daughters are telling her, you know, and, like, in this moment, we come in with Kim D. Kim G is uh, Caroline's son's best friend's mom. So she's kind of has, like, a little bit of ties to Caroline, but not really, as Caroline says, that they are not friends. Um, and, you know, Kim D, she's the owner of Posh, I think. Yeah, and she said, well, she's not my friend, and she owes me $400, and, you know, Danielle, like, keeps saying, well, it's $1,000 a plate, maybe that's why they didn't invite me, I want to see how many people show up for $1,000 a plate, and all this, and, you know, as the time goes on, we uh, discuss about Christine's six, Sweet 16, and I just thought it was so weird, because, Danielle decides that she's going to wear her old engagement ring from her ex-husband and that she wants Christine to know that 
whenever she gets engaged, this will go to her and that it has no meaning and she wants this to be a fresh start. And that, you know, and then like once the Sweet 16 began um, and her ex-husband was there, she was like, well, I don't see why he would be offended. And it's just kind of like, I felt like in that moment, you get the sense of like, I just want to wear this to appear like I'm, you know, have the status quo. And so it's just so interesting because how can she do that? But then, you know, she, she says all these other times that she can't afford that. So anyways, Danielle is just very, very interesting. So then we go to episode five, which is the fundraiser, the charity event for the young girl who gets sick, has cancer. Um, we learned that the hunting club is putting it on, uh, later on in the reunion, we find that Danielle promised the family $6,000, but they received no check. Um, we are soon introduced to Danny and on Reddit. These people are so hard on Danny. <laughs> they, they go hard on him. So, uh, actually I think Caroline's daughter, Lauren, she was like, well, he has associations with the mob and he just got out of jail. <laughs> And I just thought that was so funny because, um, you know, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> she was like, well, he went to jail for being in the mob. <laughs> and, you know, Danny comes in. He has this 80s haircut. He's, like, so tough. Um, he's still on parole, he says. And it's just so funny because, basically, Danielle uses him as, like, best friend, um, you know, gatekeeper, security guard, bodyguard, like all of these things. It's so funny. So we are introduced to Danny. He has like the 80s haircut, the rough vibes. He always wears like a black t-shirt. Like he, he is just like, he gives like 80s vibes, I guess. Like, so, you know, Danielle decides, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of these women. Like I need these people. So she goes and finds Danny. So later on in the reunion, it comes out that Danny was married during this time, but he decided to get a divorce. And I'm like, well, if my husband was hanging out with these other folks, I would be pissed off too. I mean, so later on, we'll talk about the whole stripping scene and all that, but it was just so crazy the amount that Danny was around. Um, so basically they pull up, of course she arrives with Kim G. Kim G is apparently like a wealthy, well-known, um, woman around Franklin Lakes or whatever. So, you know, I think Danielle really befriended Kim G because Kim G is so two-faced in the whole entire season, whole entire season. So they pull up with their entourage and it's so funny because I was watching it and Danny's like sitting in the middle like a little kid. I'm like, he couldn't have sat in the front. <laughs> but so they pull up and they have an entourage there, which includes the Hell's Angel and ex-cons. Um, and this is where Danielle makes the point of like, I wanted to shake um, Chris's hand. I think that's, let's see. Jesus, where did I write it down on? Hmm, I think Chris is Caroline's son's name. Uh, Caroline's son. Yes, so I'll be Lauren and Chris. Okay, so she, 
So Danielle makes the point that, you know, she wants to walk up and shake Chris's hand as a psychological F you. And I just didn't understand that. Here she goes stirring the pot. And then he says, well, you're in for a surprise. And what he meant by that was they thought that once they got in there, there was no table. But he's had said, you know, it's a hunting club and you're so glamorous. Like, it, this is not what this is about. You know, people are like, and, you know, she goes up her walking up to the family and the little, like, they just have like normal casual clothes on, you know, like a little bit dressier, like khakis and stuff, but it's not like, you know, all that they have. And so, you know, that's what he was meaning. But, um, you know, as we go on, it says that Chris had said she brought 10 to 20 people who didn't pay. And then, you know, Danny started throwing a fit because they didn't have a table for them. And, you know, they're looking around and she's like, well, this is how we roll. And like Kim G's like, yeah, this is how we roll and stuff. And like Kim G's really spruifing it up and kind of adding into it. But I did notice I was I went back and watched the scene. Kim G did give the family a check. And I do not think Danielle did as it came out in the reunion. So then we go on to learn that Danny calls Chris and F I'm not even going to say it. So that stirs up a lot of drama. So, um, and then it becomes, let's see. Okay. So I also like the fact, um, I really like Teresa in the early, um, in this season, as season three goes on, I don't really like her, but season two, I do feel like that she is a really, really good mom. You know, she says there's no nanny. It's just me. And, you know, she is putting on so she's doing so much while she's pregnant. You know, this season she's seven to nine months pregnant and you know she goes to New York with Gia to do the fashion week and she's like like eight and a half months pregnant and she is dressed up to the nines she is wearing the heels she is there she's not complaining and like honestly I really respect that about Teresa in the early seasons is that she was doing the most with her kids So I really enjoyed that she was trying for Gia and still showing up, even though she was like eight and a half months pregnant and about to give birth. And then um, the next episode, she talks about, you know, she's giving birth and stuff like that. And then she asked Dina to be the godmother, um, which is it was a nice gesture and it was really authentic. And I really like that they included that. Also, Jacqueline had her third son or her third baby, which is a son. Um, and, you know, in the first season, I do know that they had Chris and her had struggled with infertility. So that was really nice. We also um, see a lot of Ashley coming up in this season. Ashley has a boyfriend. Jacqueline um, wants to meet the mother of the boyfriend and they do end up meeting but then as season three goes along, the boyfriend is nowhere to be found. And in season three, Ashley's behavior becomes so much worse. And you really begin to see the downfall of Jacqueline and Ashley, Ashley's relationship. But we will discuss more of that once we talk about what happened at the country club. 
So I really liked Teresa this season. I do feel like that she was... This is the season that Joe gets into the car accident and he says that he wasn't drinking and he made up this bogus story about the whole DUI, but then ends up getting charged, losing his license in the later season. And then he, I think he ends up going away for 10 days or something like that. Um, you know, you can tell that I feel like Teresa really does try to protect Joe. I do not like the way that Joe treats Teresa. And in this season, we really start hinting at the fact that Joe and Teresa are having money issues. Joe shows Teresa the pizza shop and the apartments above. And he said, he makes jokes like this is where we're going to be living. And, you know, they take the trip to Italy to see Teresa and Joe's parents. Cause that's where they from. They're from. And, you know, Joe kind of makes comments about like, why is it so expensive here? Um, you know, specifically about the hotel. He was like, well, I paid so many euros and that's ridiculous for one night. Like, I feel like you can tell in this season that Joe is not, he, it's so confusing because Teresa and him celebrate their 10 year anniversary. He's really loving to her and he's, he's, you know, there and he's understanding, but then it becomes a point where the way he talks to her badly and, um, you know, and I think it's funny that he calls her tree. I love that. He's so funny. Um, but you know, he gets into the car accident. I feel like Teresa really, really, really tries to, um, cover up for him a lot, make a lot of excuses for him. And so overall, I think this is the beginning of the downfall this season, because in season three, obviously, they talk about their financial struggles and all the legal issues that come along. So, you know, Teresa's storyline is really starting to pick up a lot here as she's having her fourth baby, um, you know, her and her husband. I really feel like that Joe doesn't get a lot of on-screen time, but in the upcoming seasons, he does because he's such a big part of it. And I really do hope maybe that their relationship can improve as the seasons go on, but I just don't. Um, no. And obviously I look them up and stuff and I know that they're not together right now in this very moment, but I like to just, I try not to like look up spoilers or anything. I always just try to read Reddit. Like I don't try to like look up spoilers and do other things that would ruin the show. Cause I really do enjoy watching it and rewatching it. Cause it's so fun. Cause I feel like you catch things that you didn't catch before. So then it becomes the, the charity event. Um, yeah, so the, the charity event, so basically it's towards the end of the night. Caroline did not go. Dina obviously was not there and it was, um, just Teresa and Jacqueline and Danielle, obviously those are, and then Kim G of course shows up with Danielle there. So, um, Kim G and Kim D play a very, very, um, uh, a very minute role, but they're, 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 they stir the pot so much. Okay. So before we go into the big finale of the season, I want to talk about the fact that Danielle, um, discusses a sex tape that had happened with her ex-boyfriend, Steve, and that he had filmed her, but then we get a different story at Steve from Steve at Jacqueline's house. 
Um, Chris and Steve were playing poker and Jacqueline pulls him aside and tells him, I do not agree with what you did. That is so nasty. I do not even want my husband to have a friendship with you because it's just so nasty. And he said, no, 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 that was not the case. He said she tried to sue me, but then she had to drop the charges because she was sending me stuff and then saying that that I was the one filming it and she was filming as if herself. So later on, it comes out in the reunion that there were two sex tapes and one was taped with her knowledge is what she had said with Steve. And then the second one, which there she goes, she contradicts herself. So then, then the second one that was released, she said, um, it was supposed to be from a third party And it wasn't from a third party, but then Jacqueline says that it was, and she says that she really tries to shield her children from the show and watching it, and, you know, so it's just really, really, really interesting. She also confesses that she has released a song, which if you look the song up in the music video on YouTube, it will literally make your year, so please do that. And she confirms... She doesn't confirm or deny that she is with the um, Lori Michaels and that they are in a relationship. But I read online on Reddit that they were kind of like she was just kind of using that to kind of get more press her way. So now we are back to the country club where everything transpires. And so basically, Danielle and Kenji go to the restroom. Teresa decides, I, you know, since the flipping incident, flipping of the table, I really want to um, improve our relationship. I really want to make sure that I'm putting my best effort out. I'm not a mean person. I just want to do it. And, you know, in the beginning, this transpires into this huge thing for the rest of the season. I do feel like Teresa was generally trying to be nice because she came off to her. And I had just, I have just recently uh, rewatched the scene. And, you know, all Teresa said was, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then um, she calls her honey and Danielle says, don't call me honey. And then Teresa's like, well, is it better if I call you the B word? And then in this moment, you hear Danielle raising her voice like, don't attack me. And she was like, I'm not attacking you. I'm from so-and-so. You remember that, honey? And then Danielle says, well, your house is in foreclosure. I used to know the house that you used to live in before that. And I feel like that really set Teresa off. And now looking back, we understand that Teresa was going through financial struggles. And I feel like this was the tunnel that released all the information regarding her financial situation. I feel like Danielle really opened it up. And I feel like that really pissed Teresa off the fact that you know she's on this prestigious show and you know she's on the Real Housewives of New Jersey which you're supposed to be fabulous and all these other things and then you know now somebody's calling her out for her financial struggles and basically so it ends up as in Danielle's running away she has her little security with her which I don't even, anyways, whatever. She rolls with an entourage everywhere she goes, just like she goes to meet Kim G, but Danny has to drive her. It's just so stupid. So anyways, um, so she's running, she takes off running through the place and she ends up breaking her heel and she like flipping chairs and tables and causing this huge scene. So she already started causing the scene whenever she said, uh, 
She said, don't fucking attack me, you know? And so like that starts the scene and then she takes off running and then, you know, Danielle takes off running. Kim G is holding Teresa down in the chair and Teresa's like, get off of me. Like Kim G is old as hell. She needs to relax. Okay. And I am so glad that they did not make her a housewife because a lot of the Reddits were like, why isn't she a housewife? Cause she's old as hell. And she's no, she's just not, she's not it. So I don't feel like that she would have cohesed with the cast well enough. And we'll also talk about the strip club scene, the stripping scene, whatever. So, um, you know, they end up taking off after her. She goes outside. She's like having a panic attack, which I understand. There was a lot of people. There's a lot of chasing. There's a lot of yelling. Like she wants to get out of there. And I totally understand that. I do think that, of course, Danielle made it out to a lot be a lot bigger than it was. And then, you know, Jacqueline just tells Teresa, like, let it go. Like, let's just try to relax. So she's, you know, Kim G and Danielle are outside next to the building. And she's, like, having a panic attack. And, you know, Teresa and Jacqueline kind of let it go at that point. And then here comes Jacqueline's daughter, Ashley, which earlier in the season she had made, she had sent text messages. She had sent... She made Facebook hate groups. And, you know, at this time, Kim G is really playing both sides. It's really important to understand that because she's telling Jacqueline, press charges. Press charges. She's never going to learn. And then she's going to Jacqueline saying, I don't think she should have done that. That's not right. You know, with her background and all this, that, and the other. And, you know, Jacqueline is, you know, also kind of running after Danielle before she goes outside and says, you know, like, I read your police report. Like, don't try to lie. And, so, you know, it's just really interesting. So then here comes Ashley outside and she pulls Danielle's hair and then she's like screaming at her, love and light, love and light, like, which is, I guess, Danielle's saying, I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty good one, actually. And, you know, later on in the season, we know that Danielle chooses to press charges against Ashley. Um, she says that Ashley threatened to kill her and... All this other stuff, even though I don't think Ashley did, but who really knows the true story? And, like, it's so funny because she reads the emails. Like, she reads so many emails. Like, and then she's like, and bye. And that's what Ashley wrote. And Daniel's like, that's pretty serious to say bye. And, like, it's just the amount of dramatics is so funny. So then before all of this happens – you know, discussing the sex tapes with Danielle, she goes to the point of saying, you know, I need to get my sexy back. I feel, you know, like people have taken it from me. And so we can all understand that. But, you know, as we learn later on in the season, like the whole third party sex tape, she agreed to do it with Steve. He didn't release it, blah, blah, blah. So she says, you know, she goes lingerie shopping and then they go to like this strip club I'm not sure the lights are on Danny's there Danny's friends are there they end up throwing ones I don't understand so they go there and you know this is the famous famous thing with Kim G about her climbing up the pole and her thong is hanging out which it was quite disgusting I was disgusted I wish it would have just been like classier like not that pole dancing isn't but like I wish that it would have, you know, been them doing a pole dancing class all together and like embracing the sexy. It was just kind of like raunchy and just not it. And, 
You know, then we see Danielle doing the same thing. Her butt crack is hanging out. You know, I think Kim G's like 40, 50 at this time. And not that you were ever too old to do these things, honey. But I just don't, I just don't think that it, it was just too much. Like it was just really, really just like not it. And so, you know, Caroline really has been, I liked Caroline this season, but I, on the reunion, she really started getting on my nerves because she kept um, kind of like shutting people down. Like, you know, she would tell Jacqueline, answer the question. Did you see it, the sex tape, or did you not? And it's like, let Jacqueline and other people kind of like, you don't have to be the ringleader of everybody, you know, just kind of let them do their own thing. And I feel like that she was really starting to get fed up with Danielle. And, um, I think that I like Jacqueline. I think that she's nice. Uh, but I don't know if I like her in the later seasons. So this season, I really do like her. I think that she really starts struggling with Ashley. I think that she was a single mom raising Ashley and I felt like that it was really hard for her. And I think that she wasn't as hard on Ashley as she should have been. Because she was also growing up with Ashley and learning life experiences. And, you know, because she kept telling Ashley, don't post on Facebook, don't call her, don't do these things. And Ashley kept doing it and kept doing it. And then, you know, I really felt happy for Jacqueline and Chris that they were telling her, we're not going to pay for the lawyer. So you have to get a job and you have to do that. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, Caroline really jumped in at the end of the season with going to meet Danielle and telling her, I really wish that you would drop the charges. You know, Ashley has made mistakes, but so has everybody else. I don't think that, you know, you're a grown woman. You shouldn't have been arguing with her. And she's made mistakes, but let's use this as a learning experience and not ruin the rest of her life. And so I understand. Um, Teresa, at the end of the season, releases her cookbook, her first cookbook that hits the number one bestseller. Is it New York Times bestseller? I'm unsure. So, you know, Teresa has really kind of stayed out of the drama this season. She was like very much like Switzerland. She, I wouldn't say she stayed out of the drama, but she didn't, she was kind of flying under the radar compared to the other seasons. I'm currently on season four. She really, really flew under the radar this season compared to seasons three and four. I thought that was really interesting for her to play that part. And Danielle was a complete chaotic mess. And, um, I mean, if you're just having a bad day and think that your life is a mess, definitely, definitely, definitely watch the season. Okay. I think the best episodes were episode one, episode five and episode 10. And of course the reunions are always the best. Um, I really thought that Danielle's storyline was really going to pick up in the end, because she started looking for her birth mother, but that story kind of fell out and was kind of overshadowed by all the other like dramatics that happened. We don't really know what happens um, with that towards the end, and it wasn't really touched on at the reu- reunion, I don't think. So it was very interesting. But overall, I do not like Kim G. Kim D is also behind the scenes. I think that. Caroline was really interesting and really set up her persona for the next couple of seasons. She's kind of always, she's always, to me in this season, she was the mother of everybody. She was trying to encourage everybody to do the right thing. And she does that kind of later on too. Um, You know, I feel like Jacqueline was really trying to get her footing and she was trying to do the right thing also with giving Danielle second chances and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, I overall enjoyed the season. I definitely think it was a little crazy, a little bonkers, but you know, that's what people wanted. And, you know, I think Kim G and Danielle had a huge falling out towards the end. So I think because apparently Kim G had been telling people that Danielle was looking for her birth mother, which was so inappropriate and her kids ended up finding out. So you know, overall, it was a huge hot mess, just like every other situation, every other seasons of The Housewife, but it was so good to watch. So, um, make sure you rewatch season two of The Real Housewives of New, New Jersey. Go ahead and let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Follow me on Instagram, Chat with Nat Podcast. Make sure to like, make sure to subscribe. Um, my episodes are released on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, Yeah, so just Apple Podcasts. So keep me updated. Till next time.